passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Bruins have now lost three of four. They lose to the Blackhawks six to three last night in Chicago. Um, birthday boy Scotty McLaughlin. What are your uh, what, what are your what are your initial takeaways from that game? Are you are you nervous at all? The Bruins Cup chances out the window now after a three three and four skid. First of all, uh, yeah, thanks for the birthday acknowledgement. Turning turning twenty five today, of course. Oh, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, no, um, it's a fun birthday. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) uh, yeah, this was this was an ugly loss. Like it's at some point you feel like pride has to kick in. You know, we've talked about plenty how these are going to be some tough games to get up for. You know, they're not really playing for anything, like unless Carolina goes on a run and challenges them for the number one seed or something. Um but you've now lost two in a row to non-playoff teams. A, a Red Wings team that's sold at the deadline, yes, still has some talent, but is not a team that you know should be getting up for nothing on you. And then lose to the Blackhawks, who are competing for Connor Bedard in the number one pick. Like that's that's just inexcusable. No matter where you are in the standings, no matter how good of a season you're having, you know. I, not panicking, not saying like, oh, Bruins are doomed. They ran out of steam. It's all over. No, but they had a really bad game against a really bad team, and they should have been a lot better. Um, you know, I thought I wrote about this morning and just posted. I thought the third pairing of Forbert and Clifton was especially bad. Um, they were to really directly at fault on three of the goals where, you know, one Clifton kind of gives up chasing guy in the rush. I, I think he thought and whistle was going to stay to the outside and he just went right to the net and scored Uh Forbert loses a battle in the corner and then kind of loses his guy in front of the net on second goal. 
and then uh, Forbert just gets blown by by Boris Kachuk on the rush, and Kachuk rifles a shot past Elmark. I didn't think it, I didn't think Elmark played very good. I thought there were a couple of those goals he he should have done better on. So rare off night for him that didn't help. The first goal, the f- first goal was definitely not characteristic of him. Yeah, that that was like the one hand kind of slided through the five hole. Um, so the whole whole team put off. I thought, like I said, the third pairing especially. Um, but yeah, now now you see how they respond. Now they're getting you know, the first team on this road trip that is a playoff team, the Winnipeg Jets is a team that's, you know, should be in, but it's still fighting. You know, they're not secure yet. So this will be a test for the Bruins. Like, let's see how they respond because they, I think they should be kind of embarrassed right now, you know, losing six, three to the Blackhawks when you're on this record setting pace and you're the best team in the NHL like that. That should be a little bit of a wake up. That should, you know, get them pretty fired up. Yeah, they were, and it's not even that they lost to such a bad team that they're obviously expected to win. They just looked so bad, like, the whole game. It's hard to think of, like, stretches of, like, five minutes together where they didn't look like they were getting beat or beating themselves, really. The turnovers were just atrocious again. Um, Especially at the blue line. These blue line turnovers are just, you're setting yourself up to have to defend a breakaway. And on the the Clifton one, like he's trying to defend defend the breakaway, and on Entwistle, and he looks over his shoulder and like doesn't even look at Entwistle for the last like like for like two seconds, and then next thing you know he's he's scoring. And yeah, defensively they made some some bad mistakes, but the turnovers really killed them. And then they end up leading three to two at one point, and then immediately. Every time they that they scored, it felt like within the next minute, Chicago scored right after. So um, any chance for momentum or like a lift just was instantly snuffed out. I, I feel like this is a reminder for people that all year they say, well, you know, the Bruins have only lost five games in regulation all year or six or seven or eight. How are they going to lose four in, in a seven game series? And I agree with that, but at the same time, you know, they've lost three or four, and I guess it's just a reminder of how quick things can go bad if you start playing with or stop playing with the with the strong habits that you've been playing with all year. Things happen quick in the playoffs, and I think my concern for this team is just finding that motivation to, to you know, th- there's been some injuries they're dealing with. There's not a ton that they're playing for in the standings uh, in particular. So – are we going to, you know, early April can come around or mid-April whenever the playoffs start. And if it's just a reminder, if they don't have their, you know, their game where it needs to be, they can fall just like anybody else because it's just a different season. It's a different mentality. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the Detroit home and home, it was just kind of like a weird schedule. Um, I, I don't know. They found a way to win one of them. Chicago. What's what's your motivation going to Chicago right now? You're playing a team as Scott mentioned is is in the in the running for the lottery. Okay, you're the fastest team in the 50 wins in NHL history. You're you're not going anywhere in the standings. Your your playoff spot solidified. What are these guys playing for other than other than pride at this point and to, and to keep good habits? And I just feel like that's why they're just playing uninspired hockey from what I see. And then as far as that Clifton forward pairing, you think you think part of that is just the tinkering that 
that they've been doing on the back end with the seven man rotation that they've kind of lost their mojo a little bit? Um, I don't know if it's that simple. I mean, look, everyone knew there was going to be some rotation and tinkering. So I feel like if you're in there, you've got to make the most of it. Like having a game off, you know, shouldn't kill like what Forbert and Clifton have had. Like they shouldn't have forgotten how to play together. Um, But in the, in the nine, so I looked this up in the nine games since the Bruins acquired Orlov, Forbert and Clifton have been together for five of them. Um, both have been rotated out twice now. So that accounts for the other four games. Um, the Bruins have been outscored six to two when they've been on the ice at five on five. They were on for, as I mentioned, three goals against against Chicago. You know, I, I feel like it, you can cite that if you want, like say like, oh, well, they're only playing every other game together instead of every game. All right, but you still have to make the most of it when you're in there, and and they're not right now. And it when you're talking, you know, I almost get it. Like if Bergeron, Marshan, Pasternak, McAvoy, like if they kind of went through the motions for a game, it's like, yeah, those guys know where they are in the lineup. Like they know what their role is. There's, they know what they can do. They know the seasons they're having. You know, like that's that's where I could look and be like, okay, what are they really playing for on a Tuesday night in Chicago? But when you get down to those guys who are actually fighting for ice time, whose you know spots in a playoff lineup are up for grabs, that's where I'm like, what is happening there? Like, for, so for Forbin and Clifton to have a bad game, whatever you want to say about chemistry or being disrupted by the rotation or whatever, like Clifton giving up while chasing Mackenzie and Whistle back into his zone, I mean that's that's just like an effort thing, or, or maybe he just read it wrong. He thought he was going to stay to the outside, but like, that's not even like a chemistry getting disrupted thing. You know, forward losing a battle in the corner and then losing track of Joey Anderson, who I think had three goals all season, um, getting blown by, by Boris Kachuk, who I think also had three goals on the season. Like that's, I don't know. The, those are just like poor individual plays. And those are the guys who should be motivated, like should be motivated the most to keep up good habits, to keep up playing the right way, because they're the ones, you know, actually fighting to stay in the lineup. So um, for me, like that becomes less the rotation or motivation or whatever, like that becomes less of an excuse for those guys towards the bottom of the lineup. And, you know, that like I thought the fourth line had a fairly quiet game Tuesday night, but like, those were guys who over the weekend, the last few games before this, you could tell they were motivated. Like you could tell Greer, Hathaway, no seg, like those guys were playing. I think Trent Fredericks had a couple good games recently. Thought he had a great game yesterday. Yeah, like so those are guys where it looks like like they get it and they're bringing it even if maybe the top guys are, you know, hitting the snooze button a little bit. Um Forbert Clifton, I you know, I think they've had a tough stretch recently though. Yeah. Um, do you think at all guys that I mean, in a lot of, a lot of seasons and really this one, it hasn't come up all that much because they have not like, there hasn't really been like a peak. It's been like a, at the top plateau. Um, but you know, a lot of times people talk about peaking at the right time or, or, you know, struggling at the wrong time. Would you consider this if, you know, if this kind of extends out a little bit longer, to be struggling at the wrong time 
or would you consider this maybe a kick in the ass that they needed? Um, Cause sometimes, you know, there's still a month to handle this stuff at this point, obviously the rotating uh, and the t- game management, whatever um, is going to affect it a little bit. But do you think that March isn't necessarily the worst time to go through some of this stuff and, and hopefully <laughs> Montgomery and, say Bergeron, Felino, any of the leaders could just go, okay, well now like we got to cut this shit out. Like we, we can't, we have to make these adjustments. We're, we're not just going to cruise by every team. Yeah. I think it's better to happen now for sure. I mean, you mentioned you want to be playing your best hockey entering the playoffs. Well, they're not entering the playoffs right now. Um, so I guess, alternatively like the, right now they could be having a great stretch of hockey like they've had all year and then have this happen you know two two three weeks from now and then you're kind of talking uh, maybe it's a little bit scarier but um you, to your point they have a month or so um to to kind of write the ship here um I, do, I don't know if it's as simple hockey's a complex game i don't know if it's as simple as just saying all right, guys, let's turn it around here um, because there's just a lot of nuances to the game. I just feel like that they're lacking confidence in and continuity. I think there's a lot of mental lapses as well yeah. that are probably controllable, like on the turnovers. Yeah, I mean, turn, turnovers is is something that, you know, you should only have on Thanksgiving because it's not something that uh, really really should be in the game as frequent as it is with, in, with certain players in particular um, because that's all mental and that's just that's just, you know, unintelligent hockey and that's preventable right um but yeah i mean you think back to the first time these two teams played earlier this year and it it quite literally looked like uh you know this 1980 soviets versus the czech b team like the bruins just were literally in a league of their own against the blackhawks and i know the blackhawks were a lowly ranked team back then but they still are now and and you know so I don't know if that speaks more to the Blackhawks having a terrible day the first time they played or if the Blackhawks kind of just, you know, I don't know if they were motivated to, to kind of avenge that game but because it was pretty embarrassing for them. Uh, but I guess to keep it to your question, Bridget, yeah, it's better for this to happen now. And there is time for them to, to get back on track, obviously. Yeah, what's concerning for me, though, is like when it piles up now to f- four straight games now where they've had you know, basically taking off like long stretches of the game, you know, the, the one win in the stretch over Detroit on Saturday, they were still God awful for that first period. Like they, they finally woke up and ended up winning the game, but you know, there's now four straight incomplete games where they weren't even close to a 60 minute effort. And I think I would, I would feel a little better if it was like, one bad game and then they got it together the next game dominated you know cruise to a 4-1 win uh it's when it starts to pile up like this where, where you're like okay yeah it's still not panic time it's there's still time to fix it but you don't want to get too far away like you don't want to get to a point where you've gone a week and a half two weeks since the last time you really played well uh you know you you don't want to start stringing together four down games in a row. And again, they're going to be facing another really desperate team on Thursday in the Winnipeg Jets. If you're not bringing it, that could be five. Like it's, you know, you look over the weekend, Minnesota, Buffalo, like 
Buffalo's kind of slipped out, but they probably still think they have a chance. Minnesota's right there. They've been rolling. Um, you know, like they, I want to see, it doesn't have to be two week, two weeks straight of great play where they just dominate everyone. You know, I know they just had a 10 game winning streak. I'm not saying they need to go do that again, but can you give, you know, one 60 minute effort, maybe two in a row, like just don't have these pile up. That's where I kind of get concerned is like the, the more kind of lingers, the further away you get from uh, playing the way that you know you're capable of playing and know you have to play in the playoffs. I think the harder it becomes like to get it back because now you've gone a week or two since you really felt that. 